Welcome to AM Now, where we bring you the trending accounting matters we're following. I'm your host, Adam Olson, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Nicole Harger and Matt Fisser. Each bite-sized episode keeps you and your finance and accounting teams in the know. Join us each week as we unpack these issues, topics, and accounting matters now. You're listening to AM Now, an accounting matters podcast. I'm Adam Olson. And I'm Nicole Harger. We will kick today's episode off with highlights from the recently released third annual FASB Investor Outreach Report, which sheds light on the FASB's engagement with investors during the year that ended on June 30th of this year. We'll then switch gears to the international front and summarize the EU's most recently adopted reporting rules under their carbon border adjustment mechanism and end with a discussion about the future of the SASB standards. Kicking things off with our first story, as a reminder, the FASB's core mission is to enhance financial accounting and reporting standards, offering valuable financial information to investors and capital allocators. Investors heavily rely on company financial statements as a crucial and unbiased source for making informed investment choices. This year's investor outreach report underscores the significance of investor input in shaping these standards. As the FASB marked its 50th anniversary, they concentrated on key projects prioritized by investors and stakeholders during the 2021 agenda consultation process. Progress has been made on these projects with substantial strides in critical areas identified by investors. For instance, there have been recent enhancements to disclosures related to supplier finance programs reflecting the demand for clear information on these programs use and scale in financial statements. Segment reporting has also seen its most substantial improvement in a quarter century and exposure drafts related to income tax disclosures, crypto assets, and purchased financial assets have been advanced, all stemming from investor outreach. Yeah, and we've covered a number of those here, I feel like, in the recent weeks. But yep. the FASB's not stopping there. They've also tackled a comprehensive agenda, including topics like ESG-related transactions, statements of cash flows, intangible assets, including software, and financial KPIs, demonstrating their dedication to addressing investors' evolving needs. The FASB highly values investor perspectives throughout the standard-setting process, their input guides the evaluation of current financial reporting, potential changes to better serve investor needs, the practical use of financial information, and the effectiveness of new standards post-implementation by companies. And up next, we have a story we haven't touched on here directly at AM Now, but is something that EU companies need to keep on their radars. And that's the EU's Carbon Border Adjustment Mechanism, or CBAM. At its core, this policy is intended to address carbon leakage, which is the concept where industries relocate production to regions with lax environmental regulations in order to avoid higher carbon costs. CBAM aims to level the playing field by imposing carbon costs on imported goods with substantial carbon footprints, akin to costs faced by EU industries under the EU emissions trading system. Under CBAM, companies exporting certain goods to the EU will pay for carbon allowances proportional to the emissions produced during manufacturing. This helps ensure products adhere to EU environmental standards, encouraging global trade partners to adopt eco-friendly practices. Industries with high energy usage and significant carbon footprints like steel, cement, aluminum, and specific chemicals find CBAM particularly relevant due to their potential to shift production to less regulated areas. 
In May 2023, the CBAM regulation was published, followed by the release of draft regulations and annexes outlining reporting requirements during the CBAM transitional phase from October 1, 2023 to December 31, 2025. Recently, the European Commission introduced reporting rules for importers involved in CBAM. Importers must provide details about emissions embedded in goods imported into the EU, including origin, production facility, and emissions source coordinates. Reporting involves both direct emissions quantified as CO2 equivalent per ton during production and indirect emissions, which include electricity consumption. Initially, CBAM applies to specific products in carbon intensive sectors, such as iron and steel, cement, and more. During the transition, importers will solely report product emissions. The EU Commission released supportive guidelines and is developing IT tools, trainings, webinars, and tutorials to facilitate adherence to these new regulations. And our final update this week, there's a growing curiosity about the future of the SASB standards and miss the recent advancement by the ISSB's IFRS S1 and S2. A quick recap for you, the SASB standards are industry-specific guidelines aimed at aiding companies in revealing financially significant sustainability information to investors. These standards enable consistent and meaningful reporting of environmental, social, and governance factors that could influence a company's financial performance. Covering a wide range of industries from energy to healthcare and technology, the SASB standards define relevant disclosure topics and metrics that are unique to each sector. This ensures companies focus on what's material information for their investors. And importantly, the SASB standards remain an integral part to the ISSB standards. Jeff Hales, an ISSB member and the former chair of the SASB Standards Board, recently shed light on the synergies between the ISSB and SASB. He noted that companies are no longer merely referencing the SASB standards. They're fully incorporating them now into reporting, reflecting an enhanced understanding of their true value. This shift includes more investor-centric communication channels. This evolution signifies the natural progression from SASB to ISSB standards, acknowledging that sustainability risks and opportunities go beyond industry boundaries. For instance, IFRS S1 empowers companies to offer precise insights not only within their industry, but also unique circumstances. IFRS S2 combines TCFD recommendations and climate aspects from SASB, creating a unified framework for climate disclosures. Starting in 2024, companies can voluntarily adopt IFRS S1 and S2, or as required by their jurisdictions. The SASB standards will continue to play a crucial role, especially given their industry specificity. Companies complying with IFRS S1 and S2 will rely on the SASB standards to ensure comparable decision-useful information for investors. And it's important to reiterate that the SASB standards aren't static themselves. Updates are also vital as evidenced by the SASB Standards Board Advisory Group, which includes ISSB members who are working to enhance their global relevance. Previously, challenges arose from jurisdiction-specific references in some SASB standards. Aligning with IFRS S2, updates have now been made with a focus on climate-related disclosure. However, climate issues are just part of the SASB standards. Efforts are underway to update non-climate aspects for worldwide applicability. A consultation earlier this year sought feedback on approaches to tackle jurisdiction-specific references. 
This marks a significant step in the ISSB's commitment to refining the SASB standards. Ongoing public consultations aim to make these standards universally accessible and user-friendly, with further consultations expected as ISSB standards continue to evolve. And that rounds us out for this week. For a deeper dive into what's trending in accounting and finance, check out our other podcast on the Accounting Matters feed on your preferred listening platform. Again, I'm Adam Olson. And I'm Nicole Harger. Thanks for listening to AM Now. We'll see you next week. This podcast is for general informational purposes only. Embark makes no representation or warranty as to the accuracy or completeness of the information contained in the podcast series, and it should not be used as a substitute for consultation with professional advisors. Information discussed in our podcast may also be superseded by new guidance or as new interpretations emerge. Listeners are cautioned to carefully evaluate any relevant subsequent authoritative guidance issued.